Hello everyone, happy Thursday. So this is another awesome live session. I'm super excited for this one. We have Doug in the background over here and we have a special guest coming on, my friend Gary. So I'm gonna invite him on. Let me see if we can pull him up real quick. So Gary is a 50 year old from Savannah, Georgia, and he has started his own private transportation company. So super excited to talk about all of that. Hello. Hey, I'm gonna, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can I'm gonna, hear you. I've got you on my iPad. I'm gonna switch over to my phone really quick and see if I can do that or else I'm gonna have to turn my iPad the wrong way. So let me try this again. Okay, no <laughs> worries. About that. No worries. Yeah, while, while Gary's figuring out all the tech, I'll go over a quick bio of who he is. So before he made a career change into commercial construction in June of 2022, he worked in healthcare for 22 years, uh, 12 years as a registered dietitian, and he worked in a variety of clinical and outpatient environments. So prior to making the jump into construction, though, he drove for Lyft for two months, and he found out he actually liked it, which I assume is how we get into this whole private transportation stuff. So he's currently doing this part-time, but he does have the amazing support from his construction company owner. So what's awesome is he has the freedom and flexibility to adjust his time, adjust his schedule, whatever he wants. So let's have him hop back in. There we go. Ah, you're back. <laughs> hello, hello. Hopefully that's a lot better. <laughs> yeah, now you're vertical. <laughs> So how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I just uh, we got some wet weather down here in Savannah, and I was racing home from uh, from a full time job to, to make it home and and get everything set up and so forth. And uh, was uh, really excited to be here and, and and speak with you and uh, see how everything's going with you guys. Yeah, I'm so excited. I don't think we've ever talked like face to face before, only through texting. Yeah, usually through uh, through uh, messages on. TikTok or Facebook and Instagram and so forth. So yeah, I'm really excited. I'm glad I'm getting to meet with you and uh and and talk about everything in general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about this business that you started, like how you get started with it, what you do? Okay. So as you mentioned earlier in my bio, I was in healthcare for twenty two years. Um corporate side of things uh were Getting a little sketchy, um, I had actually gotten let go uh, from a couple of medical sales jobs. Uh, obviously, with COVID, it kind of changed the dynamics of everything. Um, so when I got let go from my most recent job a year ago, April, I started driving for Lyft. And I really, really found that I like that. I, I enjoy talking to people. I feel I feel that um, that I carry on good conversations with folks, and, and I enjoy uh, getting to know about them and really um, informing them about Savannah and being an ambassador for our city. Uh, on the advice of some friends of mine, uh, they suggested that I try doing it full time or uh, at least giving it a shot as a side hustle to see if I could do a, a private transportation company. Um, lo and behold, I, uh, speaking with my wife and, and some other friends of mine, we came up with uh, the name for my company and, and kind of some uh, some guidelines on what I should do as far as who to target and and and, and kind of go after. And um, 
in August, I came up with uh, with my LLC, uh, submitted for my LLC, came up with my name for 13th Colony Shuttles. Um, Georgia is the 13th colony founded in the original 13 colonies, so that's where the name came from. Oh, that's and, so cool. <laughs> I love that. And uh, I put an ad on Facebook Marketplace to drive for uh, Alan Jackson concert here in Savannah. Um, and I, I will tell you, I had just gotten through reading uh, Jim Edwards' book on copywriting, so I, I pulled a complete um, headline out of that, and, and the, my, my attention grabber basically was, uh, how would you like to save $1,000 in one night? And in the in the body of the story, I put, you can either pay this price to hire uh, 13th Colony Shuttles to take you to the Alan Jackson concert, or you can look at paying $1,000 for a DUI. Well, would you rather save that $1,000? <laughs> oh, and, my God, uh, that's so creative. <laughs> so, and, and believe Believe it or not, I thought I don't think I had that uh, that post up on Marketplace any more than about 20 minutes, and I started getting all these uh, instant messages on my in my Facebook um, for people looking at looking to hire me for the concert. Um, I don't know if you're I don't know how familiar you are with the geography of Savannah. You have the city itself, but we also have a number of barrier islands: uh, Wilmington Island, Tybee Island, okay. Skidaway Island, and, and and so forth all around Savannah. Um, come to find out, a lot of your rideshare companies, Uber and Lyft, they don't want to go pick people up from out there. Um, and the reason being is because if you've ever driven for either one of those, you know that you don't get paid until you pick up your passenger. So you're losing money by driving out there to get them, and you're only getting uh, money when you drive them to wherever their destination is. So they, it's, it's difficult for people to get them to, to go out there and pick them up. And um, anyway, I uh, found this out when I picked these people up at a neighborhood in Skidaway Island called The Landings. Uh, they have a um, uh, big problem with uh, with Uber and Lyft drivers coming to pick them up just because of the distance and, and again, being they only get paid for going one way. So uh, the people that hired me, I, I explained my price to them. Uh, I said, this is what it's going to cost for a round-trip destination. Um, if you're happy with that, then we'll go with that. And, uh, and it was a wonderful experience. I absolutely loved it. And then that ad plus some word of mouth started helping me get more and more, uh, more and more rides for, for future events. Um, I got uh, Savannah just built a new arena a little over a year ago, and that's where Alan Jackson was at. And it's clear on the other side of town mm -hmm. from where these people live. So a lot of people didn't want to drive and if they're going to have some drinks and, Honestly, nobody wants to be the designated driver. Everybody wants to have a good time. Right. <laughs> why burden somebody with that if there's someone available that'll take you, that'll pick you up, take you to your event, and take you back home, and you don't have to worry about whether or not they're going to show up. Um, I picked up a group of ladies uh, from Texas. I, uh, I have a friend of mine that owns a uh, tour company here in Savannah, and he recommended to me to this lady that had booked a tour for her and a group of her friends and um i contacted them arranged everything picked them up at the airport took them to their hotel uh took them to might might have heard the savannah bananas they got a huge tiktok presence took them to savannah bananas game um and they had asked if i could take them possibly to tybee island to the beach the next day um, I was actually working, so I, I told him I wouldn't be able to. I said, but if you guys do get stuck and, and y'all decide y'all really want to go, 
give me a call and, and, and I'll find a way to make it work. I'll, I'll, I'll get it taken care of for you. Well, lo and behold, they called a Uber driver and the Uber driver came and picked them up. Uh, unfortunately, the Uber driver didn't speak any English. <laughs> and it, what, what did work in their favor though, is that um, one of the ladies was fluent in Spanish and, and this Uber driver happened to be uh, Hispanic. So she was able to communicate with her. They got out to Tidy Island but the driver had only been in Savannah for a few days, so she didn't know really where they wanted her to take them. So they, it, through a little trial and error, they got where they wanted to go, and they had a great time while they were on Tybee Island for a few hours, but then they couldn't get an Uber to come pick them back up because, again, Uber only pays for one way. So <laughs> I found all this out the next day when I picked them up to take them back to the airport, and I said, I, I said, you guys should have called me. I would have, I would have taken care of it, and it would have been fine. Oh. So, uh, so unfortunately, that that is a downside with some of those other uh, those other rideshare companies is that they don't uh, pick up people that are outside a certain radius. It's very difficult to get to get rides home. For those ladies, what ended up happening is they waited about an hour and a half to two hours before an Uber driver who was dropping someone off on Tybee pinged and they were actually able to get a ride back that way oh so yeah that was a, a long time i was a little nerve-wracking for them but but they got back and everything worked out okay uh, but but it was good wow but, that's uh, awesome yeah yeah it, it's it's been it's been quite an experience um we actually use it um my, my wife's minivan it's um we had a uh, one that was a 2020 that you know we kept clean and and, and, and washed and all that and that worked great from August up until this past February, when we actually ended up getting a, a newer model minivan, a 23. <laughs> and it was basically a lateral shift, same color, same interior, it's just a, a, a couple of years newer. Um, but it, it's been great. Uh, everyone is complimented on how on how well maintained the car is, how clean it is, how, how you know, everything about it's been good. One of my, um, my, I shouldn't say selling point, but one, one of my things is I don't have any outward advertisement on my car. It, it, you would not know that it's utilized for, for, for that type of service. And that's really done by design. Um, I don't, I think some people don't want to have attention drawn to them by riding around in a car that's got all these advertisements all over it. So it's, um, they know what I'm driving. They know what I look like. I send them a picture and um, there has not been any problems so far with that. But it's been, it's been really good. I uh, I've kind of run the gamut on on who I've uh, transported. It's gone from couples going out on date night, groups going to concerts, groups coming from out of town to visit Savannah. Um, I will say one of the funnier ones was back in the fall. I had three rides in a row that were parents getting rides for groups of teenage daughters uh, from homecoming dances or from birthday parties on other sides of town and. I mean, unfortunately, you hear, you hear about certain stories with some of these other ride shares and, and, you know, there's bad apples and certain things happen. But in Savannah, it really is truly a six degrees of separation. If, if I don't know a person directly, I probably know someone within two or three people that know them. Mm -hmm. So they, the word of mouth spread really quickly. And I, I, we were someone that they could trust to, to drive their children home and, and that three in a row and it was bam 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 and it all went great and the the parents were happy that there was someone safe that their children could ride home with and, and it worked out great that's awesome so how are, how are you marketing yourself is it all just word of mouth uh 
organic, completely organic. I've got a Facebook page. Also, you know, I'll link that to an Instagram page. And I have my personal pages too. So whatever I'm creating on Facebook or Instagram, I'm also putting on my personal page. I've also uh, utilized TikTok too and put some videos out on TikTok to advertise that way as well. Um, and it's been either that or uh, word of mouth. People will hear about me. They'll get my, my name and number from a friend and, and, and call or text me and do it that way. Um, so far, knock on wood, I haven't really had to pay for any type of advertisement, uh, but I'm always looking for, for, for new ways to market myself because I um, this is a good problem to have, but I can see where we are going to have to expand our fleet. We got one car that we're using. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually drove a, a group of about 15 guys for a bachelor party back in March and had to go to a local car dealership and, and rent a passenger van to uh, to drive everyone. And um, they were that really worked out well because there are some other companies here in town that offer party buses and passenger vans and all that, but they charge by the hour and their rates can go anywhere from 150 to 175 an hour. So if you're booking for two hours, you're already paying $300. I gave these guys my rate plus what it costs for the van. And then I got, you know, some extra money uh, through tips and so forth. So it wasn't a windfall, but I came out ahead and it also benefited them because they weren't having to pay through the nose for, uh, for one of these other rental companies that were really going to eat them alive on the cost on, on the rental van. So yeah. Yeah. Rentals are expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, not, I guess it's not so bad if you're splitting across 15 ways, but if it's one or two people organizing it, and yeah, it can get a little expensive. So yeah, yeah. So how frequently are you you doing this? Is it like three times a week, or is it not just on the weekends? Um, it has been probably pretty consistently two to three times over a seven day period. So a lot of times it's on the weekend to an event. Um, I have taken people to the airport during the weekdays. Um, I've taken them to the airport as early as five, five thirty in the morning to the train station at the same time. Um, and and I, the person I work for is a really, really good friend of mine, and he has been extremely accommodating and awesome with letting me adjust my schedule. Like like today, being able to to, to leave a little early um, to 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 come on here with you. Um, I can't say enough about him. He's just a, a, a wonderful guy. Um, but he. Uh, you know, he, he, he's behind me 100% with that and is willing to do what he can to help me out with this. Um, obviously, I try not to abuse anything, but um, there probably could be opportunities where I would be driving in the middle of the day, but I have not really had those open up yet. It's usually been um, in the evenings or, or weekends and in, um, in, in early mornings. Yeah. Well, it's awesome that your your job is very flexible with that. Yeah, yeah, I was very, very fortunate with that. Um, I will tell you, when I worked in the corporate world, one of the last things that happened to me, which really got under my skin, was um, my wife and I shared carpool duties with a few other families to pick our children up from school in the afternoon. And in sales, they the basically the 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 company expects you to knock on doors from basically nine to five all day long and any reports that you have to generate, all that's done in the evening on your own time. So you could be working 10, 12, 14 hours a day trying to get a sale and then also doing your paperwork. Well, it was my turn to pick up a carpool to the children and my boss 
had scheduled a meeting at the time I had to, to go pick him up. And I explained to her, I said, can we just do the meeting tomorrow morning? I said, I'm on carpool duty today. Well, she said that was okay. But then the next day, she didn't understand why I had to go on carpool duty during quote unquote work hours. I should have made time and, and gotten someone else to do it. So I, I, I said, you mean to tell me for 45 minutes you're mad that I had to leave to go pick my son up, but it's okay that I'm working till 8 or 10 at night doing the reports on my own time? So that that, that was probably the, the biggest thing that left a, a bad taste in my mouth with uh, with the corporate world, so to speak. Um, the guy the guy that I work with, is he is a general contractor in commercial construction. He is his own company, so it's very local. It's none, no corporate oversight or anything like that, and it's very – very laid back, well, very welcome change to, to the corporate world, which I had been in for the past twenty two years. So that was uh, that was very nice. But yeah, yeah having to get out of that, I, and 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 you know, honestly, Olivia, I didn't know how bad at the time that I was sacrificing my time and my family's time to to for to satisfy the the corporate overlords, so to speak, um, until until after. After, until after I left and I and I started doing my my side business along with, with working with my friend, and 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 my wife let me know. She said, you know, I, I really hated it when you had to take phone calls on the weekend and carry two cell phones around and all that. And I was doing that to help our customers out, but I was at the same time I was also hurting my family. So I'm glad that that you know I'm not having having to do that now. And, yeah, that's the beauty of entrepreneurship is like you can prioritize what's important to you and like yes. obviously for you that's family. So that's incredible that you've been able to, you know, figure this out and make it work. What was what was your family's like first reaction? Like how did were they part of like the ideas of like, oh we'll do private transportation or is it just like an idea you had and you brought it up to them? Like what was that whole interaction like? <laughs> My wife was, was a, little, a little hesitant at first, um, just because that, that was her main vehicle that she drove. And, and I have a pickup truck, which is not conducive for, for that type of business. Yeah. Um, but she was a little hesitant at first. But then when um, we started talk, talking about it and, and she found out, well, you know, that I could actually do pretty well with it. She said, you know, obviously, just please, please be careful and, 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 and you know, don't. Don't pick up anyone that you hurt you or anything, but uh, she she's been very supportive ever since. Matter of fact, she's also gotten uh, into the game, so to speak, with me. She uh, drove drove a, a group of people uh, about a couple of months ago for an event, and this Saturday night we actually have uh, two events going on and a bananas game and then we have a, a local ice hockey team that's uh, got their last game this saturday night so i'm driving people to the savannah bananas game and she's actually going to drive another group to the ice hockey game so i'm actually going to be borrowing another car to take people to the savannah bananas because we've got to expand our fleet and we haven't gotten there yet so <laughs> but it, it's been very good and um it you know it when you when you see what it can uh what it can do and, 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 and the benefits that it can offer you. And also you're helping other people out uh, where these certain companies might not be able to help them. I, I think is a big, is a big win for them and, and for us as well. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, my, my dogs are, are off in the background. They're getting a little crazy. No, I 
Yeah, they like to play a lot. <laughs> yeah. So what major what major challenges have you faced with this with this whole thing? With this whole entrepreneurship world? <laughs> Time. You know, honestly the, the biggest challenge is there's not enough hours in the day. There there really isn't. Um and that that is I'll say that is one thing that I like about a lot of the content that you put out is utilizing these digital tools to help manage your time and then to help keep you on task of doing things. Um, you know, if, I, if I'm working with my regular job and in the evenings after, after we have dinner and family time and I'll have to sit down and, and try to think up some more headlines for another event that might be coming up, trying to organize another ride um, or other ways that I can market, uh, market my business to people. Um, think <laughs> the biggest thing with all of that is editing videos, uh, TikTok videos and so forth. Um, creating them is, is a lot of fun, but when you have to sit down and, and edit out certain details or add text and, and all of that, that is probably <laughs> definitely the, the most consuming part of the whole of the whole process is doing that. Um, and then learn, you know, there's a learning curve with that too. They this stuff's only been around for a few years and, and it just there's certain things you have to learn with how to do it um and, and that that's probably been the bigger challenge uh, outside of time management is is making sure that i've got time to, to shoot the videos and then edit them and, and try to make them look the way that i want but before i post them because once you post it out there that's it you can't make any changes yeah that's, that's true <laughs> but that that that's um that's been the biggest one but uh but yeah the the other challenge is again I got to get another vehicle so we can start expanding our fleet. I know. Uh, I know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It started uh, in the summer, so in almost a year now, you've you're expanding out to another vehicle. That's incredible that like you've grown that quickly. Yeah, we. You know, I did not realize that there was that type of opportunity out there. Um, like I said, with all these other uh, barrier islands around Savannah that these other rideshare companies uh, typically have difficulty picking people up from because they don't pay. Um, this has been an opportunity for, for me to get to get there. Um, another opportunity that, that I've seen is with the, um, the public school system here in Savannah, they have a number of charter schools, but they have a bus driver shortage. So uh, through hearing from other, uh, other moms, both my wife and myself with, uh, with our jobs, the mother's, fathers if they want their child to go to a particular school and they don't live in that school's district the public the public school system won't have a bus go pick them up the parents actually have to go pick them and then bring them back home so i'm looking at that as, as an opportunity down the road where we can offer that type of service to pick kids up uh, after school and take them if they need to go home or to uh soccer practice or something like that or lacrosse practice or to music lessons or something which would give that parent that extra hour hour and a half at work or whatever else they're doing where they don't have to worry about their child and then they can go pick them up at the end of the day it kind of gives them a little, a little bit longer uh at, at their job and they don't have to take away and potentially lose any money or anything like that uh especially if they're an hourly employee and they don't get paid uh you know, if they're not there, that kind of thing, or if they're salaried and depending on if 
if they're an accountant or something and it's tax season and they don't have the time to leave their job to go do that, this would be an opportunity where we uh, we could step in and help with that. So yeah, uh, that's definitely something I'm looking at right now. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be awesome. Because like I, I came from something similar where I went to a charter school in, um, I grew up in Massachusetts and I grew up in Plymouth County. And Plymouth County is like, it takes like an hour and a half to get from one end to the other. And I oh, went yeah. to the, the school I went to was on the other side of town, but it was the same thing. We didn't have bus drivers that went for the, the charter school. So my mom would always transport us back and forth every single day. And, you know, by the time we'd get picked up, like we'd have to go spend time at the Boys and Girls Club across the street because she couldn't come pick us up when, when we were younger. It wasn't until like I got my license that you know, we were saving that hour and a half, two hours after we get out of school. So that's definitely a much needed service for sure. I think so. Yeah, I think it. Um, and if it's something people are are willing to to, to pay for, I think it, it it would be affordable enough for them where they're not having to break their necks trying to get off their job or or, or lose time from work. Where they they've got this service in place that would take care of that for their children. I know several of the daycares around around here in Savannah that offer that service, but the transport is only from a couple of schools to that daycare. It's not to a sports practice or to a music lesson or something like that. It's only from there back to their home base, so to speak. So the parents dads come and get them from there. But so I know every every circumstance is different, but if it's something that uh we can definitely help to serve people here in Savannah with uh transportation for their children, I'm, I think that's something that we could definitely do for them. Yeah. So is there anything else that you see for the future of, of this, this transportation business? Um, obviously adding in more, more into your fleet and potentially doing something with the charter schools, but like, I guess, where do you see it in the next like two to three years? I, well, Savannah, I will say we are a big film industry uh, destination. Uh, Georgia offers a lot of tax incentives for movies to be produced here and made here. And, Matter of fact, I think there are two or three in Savannah right now. Um, one of the places that we were working at over the past couple of months is on one of the barrier islands, and they were shooting, I think, a Fear of the Walking Dead out there. And they have a company that they had hired to transport the actors from wherever they were staying out to the movie scene. That is another opportunity I'm looking at, too. Uh, and that was one of the reasons why I don't want any outward advertisement on my vehicles, so that way we are transporting whoever may be an actress and they're not they're they're completely concealed and it's very uh very incognito so to speak um but i would like to be able to do that too and then hire additional people to work with me so that i'm not always on scene trading my time for money and i've got other people working where i can look at doing other other business ventures too to help uh help improve the business <laughs> yeah no that's awesome so I I was looking at your, your form that you filled out um, and looking at like some of the things that we, we could talk about. And one of the things really stuck out to me was entrepreneurship opportunities as a person gets older. And, you know, obviously there's, there's a huge age difference between the two of us and you have a son who's just a few years younger than me. So I was wondering if you wanted to talk a little bit about that. Like, do you know anyone else who's tried to get into entrepreneurship? Like, I know you talk about your son trying to get into it. I've had I've had some high school friends who have been in in the same job for the past thirty years. You know, they work for the same company, uh, and you start seeing all these new technological trends come out. AI, for example, um, that's coming out that 
can basically take their job away from them. They, they, they're becoming obsolete. So they're having to scramble and look for what they can do. Uh, matter of fact, not even just age-wise, if you look at, uh, at the Microsoft, Facebook, Google, all of, the, all of these tech companies are laying people off uh, to what are they going to do. And I, it gets, uh, to me, it gets a lot harder to find a job the older you get. Because if you've gotten to a certain uh, level in your career or you're, where you're expecting a certain salary to, to meet your needs, if you've got to raise a family and so forth, I, I think that kind of that narrows down your job opportunities. So it would, if, if you're able to, to swing it where you can go into business for yourself, then that's one thing I, that, that, that I think people should look at doing. Um, and with people like yourself that are, that are so willing to help everybody, it, you know, regardless of age, and, and you're more in tune to to all these uh, all these advancements within social media, within technology. Um, I think it would just behoove anybody that's uh, that's my age that's not really as familiar with this type of stuff as you are to find someone like yourself to learn and maybe help decide on what type of business that that, that we could focus on that would help bring an income for us. Should we lose our job? Um, you know, working in the corporate world because unfortunately. That's how a lot of people my age grew up. We grew up with company loyalty, with, with, you know, you don't job hop. You find the company that you like. You stick with that company. And and I worked with a, a group of people in, in a previous job when I was a dietitian who were much younger than me, but they, they were all in jobs no longer than about 12 to 18 months, and they were changing. I was like, wow, they really job hop a lot. But then my having been let go, from, from some corporate jobs and seeing that the company loyalty towards the employee is not there, <laughs> especially with COVID. When COVID hit, that I think that really, really uh, changed a lot of people's perspective. Yeah. Um, I, I started seeing it from a different viewpoint, and I didn't look at it so much as company disloyalty as so much as someone learning different skills and only being in a job for a few months to pick up those skills to move on to better themselves. So I think that People that are that are closer to my age, that's that that's a mindset that, that we need to start adopting. Is what can we do to better ourselves and look after our family and find a way to quote unquote recession proof our income should the worst happen? What other avenues can we tap into to make money uh, to support ourselves and to support our family and not rely on one paycheck from that particular company uh, to, to to help us through? Um, and I've got a number of friends like the one that I mentioned that's that's facing that right now, I've got other friends who are actually grabbing the bull by the horn, so to speak, and doing that for themselves already, and, and they've been such huge inspirations for me. Um, I, I mentioned my friend that owns a, a local tour company. Um, I've got another friend from college that he and his wife actually do that. They, uh, The husband actually, actually does a tour company focusing on all the squares in Savannah, and his wife actually does a, um, a tour business where they, they, uh, she takes uh, groups of uh, of people, and they will actually go to uh, different boutiques and so forth around Savannah and and shop and sip wine and and um, really discuss uh, the history of Savannah and 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 all the the, the neat things that there are to do around here and and what all that um, that Savannah has to offer. So those types of people have all been a huge inspiration to me, especially with starting with starting my business. And, and trying to make it succeed too. Yeah. So, yeah. Long-winded answer just to, 
No, no, that was a really good answer. I think what you said about like relying on one paycheck from a company is like key right now because like you you really can't do that in this like in this economy as everyone says but like it's so true like you know 25 30 when maybe even like 50 years ago like you said there was so much company loyalty and like you work like my grandfather worked for a business for like 45 50 years and it was like one of three jobs that he ever had and now like you said people are switching like every two to three years because you know, you find another opportunity, it has a better pay grade, it's, you know, people are traveling a lot more, and they're like, oh, we can't stay in this one position. So there's so many different factors now. So I totally agree with what you're saying that like, you can't just rely on one paycheck, you need to find some sort of alternative income that is going to come to you either more passively or reoccurring or something that you can just do on your downtime if you have a more flexible job like you. Yeah, I think that's what it's going to take. And with what I'm doing, I would, I'm definitely looking at what other avenues I can do as far as sponsorships, whether it be uh, for something related to the vehicle that I drive or um, something along those lines to help uh, bring in some added revenue where it's all passive. I'm not really, other than just advertising or promoting a particular brand of something, that I'm not having to do much more than that in, in, in order to, uh, to, to gain some income that way. Uh, but but my ultimate goal, obviously, would, would be to help grow my business, but also use revenue from that to generate income from, from other passive sources as well, too. So that, that that's my ultimate goal. So um, I do, I won't have to spend all my time working and I can actually have time to spend with my family so that, you know, we can we can go on trips or we can um, just do things that, that we haven't been able to do for a long time because, uh, we've always been working, and that's been, that's been the biggest thing. <laughs> yeah. I think something that, that would be really great for you, especially since you've lived in Savannah for so long, would be, you know, partnering with these other people who are doing, like, tourism and stuff like that, and definitely, like, trying to expand your business there, maybe doing, like, some collaborations. Like, that'd be great for marketing for you as well. And I don't know, maybe you could, like, also dip your, your toes into, like, creating itineraries for people um, when they, if they fly in for a vacation, like, hey, like, this is the itinerary and, you know, seven days in Savannah, like, you can create packages based off of, like, if you come in for these seven days, like, well, I'll drive you to these specific destinations. It'd be oh, super, yeah. like, something like that. I think that'd be a really cool opportunity for you as well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an awesome idea. I'll definitely reach out to, to my other friends and, and talk to them about that. I will say, when I was driving for Lyft, a uh, few people that I had uh, taken to their destinations, they were asking about haunted tours or which ones are the best and all that. And and obviously I would steer them in the direction of the ones that my friends were doing. And lo and behold, they, they took them up on the offer and, 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 and booked their tours and, and, and it went really well. Yeah, so, yeah, so maybe yeah, definitely doing those partnerships yeah. I think would be, would be great for you, like getting discounts and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that would be an awesome Awesome idea. So I'm going to reach out to them about that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, was there anything else that you really wanted to talk about on, on the live today? Any wisdom that you'd like to share with your audience that's tuning in? I will tell you, um, kind of going back to when I first stumbled upon you uh, early on and, and on TikTok. And one of the things that I really liked about you and, and um, other people 
that uh, that are in that same niche with you, Barb McGowan and, and, and Rachel Peterson and, and, and some of those folks, is it, and, and, and Dave Sharp uh, with Legendary Marketer, it, what I like is the message wasn't, this is what you need to do for you to make money. You do this for you to make money. The message was, you need to serve people and that will come back to you. You serve in others and you'll serve yourself that way. And whenever I would send anybody a, a message, uh, yourself, um, Barb McGowan, and, and like I said, Rachel Peterson and, and Dave, if I sent them a message or commented on the TikTok video or Instagram video, you guys always replied. And, and I thought that was the nicest thing. Because I, 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 was, I totally was not expecting anybody to comment or to reply to a comment that I made. And then lo and behold, I guess like, wow, they're really genuine people. I really, really like that. And to me, that that's a big part of it is, is one thing I learned in sales is you, you have to be genuine. You can't go in there with a fake attitude because people will see through that eventually. Um, if you go in there trying to market to someone on what they can do for you versus what type of solution you can offer them, it's not going to work. It, it, you might get one or two sales out of it, but that you're not developing a long-term relationship. And in the end, it's just going to go south and it's not going to work out. Uh, and I will say, I, I carried that over into uh, my, my transportation business. Um, there have been a, a few events where I've had so many people reach out to me that I couldn't satisfy everyone to get them a ride to the all the same event. I was actually able to enlist some other friends to go pick them up and they paid them directly. I didn't have any part of, of, of the money that they made. Um, but it was able to get them a little extra money and it helped serve these, uh, these customers and get them to where they needed to go. And, uh, and, and it all worked out. So that, that's one thing that I've always prided myself on is, is helping to, is helping to find solutions for other people and to be a solution for their problems. So yeah. that, that, that's a big part. Um, you're not you're not going to get far by trying to basically better yourself if you're not willing to help other people out. And yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. And that's like, that's like my overarching mission with my business is like the only, I, I fully believe the only way to true success is like building genuine human connections with people. And like, remember that you're playing the long game here. And like you, you get into business, obviously, to make money, but like you also get into business to serve people and like that is that is the point of being in business is either helping people the way i'm helping people by like helping them get started with business and marketing or like what you're doing where you're providing like actual services for people to like help them you know so i i 100 agree with you and that's that's always been like my philosophy on how i run my business as well as like you know, if you want to just take my free content and run with that, that is 100% fine with me. If you want to work with me one-on-one -on -one and pay me thousands of dollars per month, that's also fine with me. But as long as I know that you're getting something out of it and that, like, you're building your dream life out of it, that's all that matters to me. And that's always been my philosophy as well. Okay. Great, great. Yeah, I mean, that's – I think that ultimately that that's what's going to help you win in your business is, is being able to serve others because it – I'm a big believer in karma and it's, it's going to come back to you a hundredfold and, 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 and I've, I've seen it happen. So I, I that's why I know it can work. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I, I will tell you for four months in, in the summer of, of 21, I wasn't working. I was actually when I'd stumbled onto you and, and a lot of these other content creators and 
it, it really changed my mindset and put me in that mindset that I can do things for myself and I don't need to to worry about uh, the the corporate powers that be or trying to find that one job. Um, and I remember when I initially was was online trying to figure out what can I do to make money. And, you know, there are so many advertisements out there, all these snake oil salespeople. And it'd be one guy sitting there drinking a cup of coffee. Yeah, I just made $30,000 before 9 o'clock in the morning. This is what I did. And, you know, it was uh, some arbitrage shelling or, or something like that. But none of it was how can we help other people. It was all about how they made this amount of money and and, and, and all that. But it, it, but with, with, with the tact that, that all of y'all have taken, it's been – here's what we can do to help other people and then in turn it's going to help ourselves and and that's probably been the biggest thing i've taken to heart um and through this whole process and and, and trying to become a, a better entrepreneur and, and i'm always still learning but that that's been the thing is how can i help other people with what i'm doing well you're you're doing amazing like it's it's incredible that you started this over the summer and now you're thinking about expanding your fleet that's insane so yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You were one of the first few people to ever follow me, and it's been incredible to interact with you this entire journey. So thank you. Thank you from me to you for that, because you've always been super supportive on my end. Like, you're always one of the few people that comments <laughs> on everything I put out there, and, like, you've seen me at my lowest lows and, you know, the highest highs. So I, I give you genuine, sincere thanks for that thanks. as well. But I'm very proud of, like, everything that you've done along this journey. It's, it's incredible thanks. to watch from the outside. Well, and, and I've got to say, when not to sound like an old man, but when I was your age in college, um, I was that was the last thing that was the last thing on my mind was was trying to to to, to create a business and do all that. I I, was, I think I was uh, working at Little Caesars or I was working uh, at the college bookstore or something like that. And obviously, we didn't have the same opportunities that are available now to to do online business and that type of stuff. But um, but that. I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about the next party in college. Where are we going to do Friday night? That, but to, to, to see you really make it a point to record or post videos, two or three videos a day, find ways to freelance, whether it be with copywriting, uh, which has evolved now, and uh, uh, social media management. All, it, it's been fantastic just to see how you've grown and evolved and gotten to the level that you're at. And have gotten the um, the respect that, that you did deserve because you went through all this hard work and and you've reached that level that, that you're at now. So I, that's a. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so for anyone who's tuning in from my audience, um, where can they where can they find you? So what are what are some of your social media handles um, that you'd want people to go check out? Okay, uh, with Instagram, it it's. Uh, there's some underscores in there, but it's one three underscore colony underscore shuttles for Instagram. For TikTok, it's the word one three in the SAV. Um, and Gary Youngblood72 on Instagram uh, for my personal account. Um, and, and for Facebook, I'm also Gary Youngblood on there too. And I have a TikTok handle. It's uh, Gary in the 912. That's our area code here. So. <laughs> Try to keep them pretty simple. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I also my, I also have an email too. If anyone's interested in emailing me, it's the number thirteen colony shuttles at gmail dot com. So I, I did keep that one pretty simple. Um, okay. 
I, I didn't want to get anything too trendy or too difficult to <laughs> spell. <laughs> Fair enough. Possible. Well, I'll make sure to include all of that inside of uh, the comments here as well as in the podcast uh, description. So if anyone from Savannah finds you and needs some private transportation, I'll make sure to send them your way. But if yeah, they're coming to Savannah, they can contact me too. I can pick them up. Exactly, now. exactly. <laughs> but thank you so much for hopping on and just chatting and sharing your story and your journey. It's been very inspirational, I know, for me. And I want to bet a lot of other people in my audience who tuned into this live have also thought the same thing. So make sure to give Gary a follow. Support him on his journey. If you go to Savannah, make sure to check him out. And yeah, thanks so much. Thank you. Happy to, to be here, and I'm happy to come back anytime you want. Just yeah, of course, of course. Whenever you want to chat again, let me know, and we can definitely hop on another call. But Perfect. Thank yeah. you, Elizabeth. Have a good rest of your week. You do the same thing. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye, Gary. Bye.